Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist podcast. This is season six, episode 13. You really fucked that one up. Yeah. Let's start it again. Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's season six, episode 13, and we here. We here. Lucky number 13. I was going to say lucky number 13. Oh, wow. We're on the same page. It's going to be a great oh, episode. Oh, boy. All right. All right. I'm getting straight into what happened last week. Keep your riffing. Tell the people. To yourself. We had UFC fight night, Walker versus Hill. We had Joaquin Buckley, Jim Miller, and Kyle Dawkins all winning. Um, and we also have to shout out a new fatty McFuckfuck, Parker Porter, who won. Um, hey. But he was wearing shorts entirely too short for his body. Not, not for viewers' eyes to enjoy. Jamal Hill um, knocked out Johnny Walker, which was just awful to watch but watching the fights with jennifer and paul definitely made it more fun especially with jennifer's insistence that fighters shouldn't be allowed to hit other fighters heads (laughs) yeah she just was like it's just not right they shouldn't be allowed to do that it was it was pretty cute. It reminded me you were you were still a little different, but in your early fight days, many a moon ago, it reminded me of when you would watch between your fingers. That's true. That's true. I've come a long way. Um, and in Bellator, though we didn't see it, we Brennan won. Um, Ray Longo's boy Aviv Ghazali lost. And he tore his ACL. And he broke his ankle. Oh, that no. That is terrible. That's awful. But Ray Longo's other guy in the Bellator card, Justin Mentavlo, won. And people are saying that was like one of the best fights on the card. So we definitely need to go back and watch that. Um, the main fight was also pretty awesome with Naaman Gracie against Logan Storley. I personally saw the whole entire fight. So I can say that it was amazing. What did you think of the fight, George? I thought the first round and a half was great. I slept through the rest. It sounded exciting <laughs> at times. Uh, but it seemed like it was pretty much the same thing where two grapplers, one wrestler and one jiu-jitsu guy, just decided to have a kickboxing match. Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, snuck in... Uh, at work today, I, I went on Showtime on the website, which is way easier than the freaking crappy app mm. on uh, the Fire Stick or whatever the fuck you call it. And I went through and I watched uh, the last round and a half, which was very exciting. And I also saw uh, the highlights of like, yo, first of all, I saw uh, I saw your boy Brennan won. He beat the fuck out of his opponent. So I heard. Did you see? Yo, he I beat, didn't see it. I it, just read. He beat the fuck out of him. It was bad. It was bad. But also, his nickname is Irish. <laughs> so <laughs> like original. Like Irish Brennan Ward. Like, come on, man. <laughs> but whatever. Neiman is... Naaman. Naaman is how you really say it. And Big John McCarthy says it right, but everyone else And I just wrong. said it right as well. Uh-huh. Um, sure, he's the man, but he's I man. didn't... 
explicitly state that Logan Storley won the five round decision. So good job, Logan Storley. There you go. Um, bare knuckle boxing also seemed to be amazing. We didn't watch it, but crazy dude, former UFC fighter Mike Perry picked up a win for his first fight in bare knuckle boxing and UFC vet Chad Chad Mendez obliterated his opponent what yeah he yeah he knocked him down like four times oh yeah it was actually I don't think I need to see that yeah man I kind of like the bare knuckle boxing thing but I'll tell you what I like about it I don't like the fact that it's bare knuckle that's what I, I hate but like I like that it's Boxing that's at a fast pace with small gloves, or in this case, no gloves. But I like the clinch work that they allow too. I yeah. think it's really exciting, man. But I wish, I wish it just wasn't so like bare knuckly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the kind of bears I like are B E A R's. You know, that's right, Brandon. Yeah. All right, babe. Let's move along to what's happening next week because I had no idea it was already this Dude, time. Bellator is on Friday in Ireland, and it doesn't even matter who's fighting, but it's bound to be a good card because it's just Bellator is always exciting in Dublin. It's yeah. like so much fun. And I wish we knew that earlier because then we would have planned accordingly and we could have actually gone. But like every single fucking Bellator event, every single a, one, it's impossible to find out information about about it b when it actually happened it's it's fucking slow and drawn out and doesn't have a fucking rhythm which was annoying again about the broadcast of the other night but that's another that's another segment altogether the bellator sucks segment yeah <laughs> but three the guy that we actually want to watch got hurt this week peter queely who's supposed to fight this literally week literally always every the single main time. event or co-main it gets canceled every fucking time it's such a bummer it's still gonna be but, fun whatever. but whatever so prelims start at 2 p.m and the main card starts at five so that's exciting we'll be exciting uh we'll be traveling then uh i wonder will we be able to watch it on a laptop like with Wi-Fi on a plane? I don't know. Wi-Fi on a plane is never worth it to me. I don't know. Yeah, but don't people do like real work? Yeah, but it's always spotty. I actually mm. just heard someone say that. You tell us, friends and listeners. Do you, Anyone? Do you buy Wi-Fi on the plane? It's like 75 fucking dollars. For, no, it's not. It's pretty. It's not cheap. Huh. Um, prelims have five fights with Irish fighters, including Siarn... <laughs> Kieran? <laughs> Kieran. and Clark. <laughs> and a bunch of other guys with very little experience. So that should be interesting. Uh, Brett Johns is also on the prelims. Uh, he just turned 30 on the 21st. I thought Brett Johns was older. That's weird. I don't know why. I think you're confusing him with someone else. Yes, I am. The guy with the hat <laughs> who used to fight in fucking UFC. <laughs> um, the main card yeah, this is a weird one. So happens when we record late. Yeah. All because of me. Uh, the main card has Brian Moore, Sinead Kavanaugh versus Liam McCourt, two Irish fighters. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that was happening. Yeah. And uh, that's a super interesting matchup. Uh, and it was promoted to the co-main event because Peter Queeley just got hurt and is off the card. Yep. Shit. Main event is Gegard Musasi versus Austin Vanderfort. Vanderfort is still undefeated, so this would be a good fight with Musasi as a former champ and vet. I've been like a huge Musasi fan for a long time, but... Like, he's been in Bellator for a long-ass time now, and has he done anything, like, noteworthy? I don't know. I mean, he's he's headlining, so I guess he's their big name. I don't know. I'm excited. 
excited for this card. Yeah, it actually it actually sounds like a good one. Uh, UFC is on Saturday as well. Seriously, there's no one on this card though. Uh, we have no idea who these people are. Like, I, I've never seen the names before. <laughs> they don't even have like names like George or Anna. Like it's not even like normal names where it could be like, oh yeah, George. Maybe I heard of that guy before. It's like no one. I think I saw briefly when I was looking to on Google today where like some of the people just don't have pictures, which is <laughs> yeah, there's literally yeah. there's no one. <laughs> Uh, but thankfully, the main event should be interesting because Islam Makachev is fighting Bobby Green last minute because Benil Dariush, you know, big freaking uh, person in the podcast that we support because we love Benil Dariush, had to withdraw because of an injury. So Bobby Green just fought two weeks ago on the 12th. So this is pretty badass of him, especially against Islam Makachev. Yeah, let's go. I'm rooting for you, Bobby Green. Oh, man. Shut up. Top three? Yeah. I think the theme of this episode kind of is I'm doing your parts really poorly and you're kind of doing some of my parts when I looked at the notes. Yes. It's kind of interesting. There's a little twisty turny yeah. here. And today was the first day that we were both in our show notes at the same time editing together live in Google Sheets. That was Sheets, so fun. Even though we didn't know the other one was in there. It was exciting. It was fun. How has that never happened? Because I'm really bad at adding to the show notes. That's so true. <laughs> but I'm such a good riffer and now here you are riffing. I'm not riffing. Not at all. All right. So I was thinking the other day about how our podcast is kind of unknowingly split between me like talking about like a lot more of the old school and Mm. uh, veteran dudes and you always want to shine light on the newer guys. But this episode, I wanted to shine uh, light on the newer guys with a new segment called Introducing the New Guys. But uh, warning... I hate kind of even saying that because these guys have been fighting for right. over 10 years right. and they're not overnight successes, but they deserve shout outs because they're just now getting more popular or getting into this limelight and we want to help expose, uh, you know, more fandom their way. Yes. So Jamal Hill, he's 11 and one. Uh, he fought this weekend. He knocked Johnny Walker out into the spirit realm. He, <laughs> his one loss came uh, from Paul Craig when he said he was on aerial today and I caught just a little bit of him. But he's like, he just made one mistake, like lapse in concentration, and he had to, you know, pay the price for it. But 11 1 is a great record. He TKO'd his opponent on Dana White's contender series, which got him into the UFC. And also, since joining the UFC, finished OSP, Jimmy Crute, and most recently, Johnny Walker. He also has the same birthday as my brother Billy. How crazy is that? His nickname is Sweet Dreams, which is pretty cool as well. So, Jamal Hill. Good on you. Yeah, I definitely am a fan. I was rooting for Johnny Walker because I like Johnny Walker. But um, Kenny Florian was saying how like Jamal Hill has like everything. Like he's like well-spoken. He's smart. He is not an asshole. He like is a good father. He just, he's champ material. So damn. Two other things that are not in the show notes that I'm squeezing in is one, he got he has these tattoos of thumbs, right? Oh, That's yeah. him, right? Oh on my his God. like collarbone and they look like, like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, they look hands. like Mickey Mouse hands. It's really <laughs> fucking weird. But then he just owns it because he when he poses, he does the thumbs up. Uh. <laughs> so it's amazing. And then did you see his post fight press conference? No, I that I heard people talking about it. So he it wore too. like I think if I remember correctly, like a white blazer and a red shirt, something like that. Oh boy. 
boy. But then he also had like this little boy who may have been his son. I'm not sure. He looked like oh, he was it like definitely was his son. He was then. like ten. He's, yeah, he was older because he's because Jamal Hill seems like pretty young. But yeah, the, the little boy son. was like ten, and he just they both sat at the uh, post fight press conference with sunglasses on, and his son just sat there, or whoever the little boy was, just sat there, and he was really fucking cute. And then the last question of the whole press conference was somebody asked him a question, and he was such like a little boy, like he kept stumbling over what he was trying to say. He's like, I'm I'm proud of him. Like that's all he Aww. basically got out. So that was really cool. That's nice. Um, Another uh, new guy you want to shout out? Yeah, I was watching uh, some of the highlights from UFC last week, um, and I saw David Onama. He beautifully KO'd Gabriel uh, Benitez on Saturday night. I never heard of either fighter, to be honest. Um, don't have much to say about him as he doesn't have a wiki page, so I had to do the old school thing of going to <laughs> the Sure Dog page to get his record. Uh, so he only has two fights in the UFC. He lost his first, but won his second in spectacular fashion. I also forget his record, but that was his only loss. Yeah, so he's wow. like the same sort of thing, like nine and one or something like that. Uh, he fights out of Kansas City with James, the James Krause squad at Glory MMA, so that's cool too. Uh, and it made me think, we had a great time going to KC, but I think when we went, even though we had a fucking fantastic time, uh, I didn't really think that we, I think we even said like, I think we're good with not going back to Kansas City again. There's a, yeah. We always want to go somewhere new and knock off another place on the list. But uh, now that I like James Krause and the team so much, and I got James Krause's fence wrestling instructional, which mm. has been awesome. So now watch out, everybody, because I'm going to try to f- wrestle you against the wall. <laughs> um, do I go back so I could go train at Glory MMA? Nah, there was nothing else to do there. All right, whatever. Uh, Lassie Onama's nickname is Silent Assassin, which is also cool, I think. Uh, I'm a fan, and I look forward to seeing what's next for him. All right, cool, babe. I like that you're uh, embracing the newer fellas on the cards. Um, Also newer fellas on the cards brings us to number two in the top three. We also watched the Kyle Dawkins versus Jamie Pickett fight with... Um, Jennifer and Paul so we saw that one actually live and I only recently when I was doing the notes saw that it had a ton of fighters reacting on Twitter because of how the fight ended this is why I'm laughing so caucus as I like to call him putting Kyle and Dawkins together caucus got picket to tap to a D'Arce joke <laughs> with one second left in the round. One second. It's pretty gnarly. Pretty crazy. So some of the reactions of fighters on Twitter included Billy Quarantillo saying, my dude, you can't tap with one second left. Chris Curtis said, why pick it? Why? Casey O'Neill said, that's why you just got to go out. You never know how long is left. And then quite a few other fighters mentioned that Jamie Pickett's corner really should have been yelling and making it more clear to Pickett how much time was left. And... I agree with all of these reactions, um, but I am also not a fighter and don't know anything. So, what, what, like, what do you think, babe? 
Um, so when it was happening live, I was like, I don't know. It doesn't look like the Dars is really on at the 10 second mark. But then when he looked around, I was like, he needs to put his hand up on the shoulder. And then they changed the angle. And then you saw his hand was actually right in the right spot. So uh, they are say choke. <laughs> um, it could be like cranky or it could be a blood choke, right? Cranky, you always just kind of like tough it out. Like it sucks. It, hurt, it hurts. But it, you don't really tap too often from it, mm-hmm. especially not in MMA. But blood choke it's like you're about to fucking go out right so but so, with one second left so i think his corner should have definitely been telling him if they if they could see it and be like it was that close to be like hold on hold on i think that's a cornering thing not a him thing yeah uh and also i was like oh maybe he's like not that good at jiu-jitsu or whatever blah 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 i just looked up his rank he's a brown belt under my boy john salter if you're a long time oh. listener and you remember i made a fool out of myself at marcelo garcia's gym when i partnered up with uh uh John Salter. I was going to call him James Salter. He's my best friend. I can't believe I forgot his name. But when I didn't know that he was a professional MMA fighter in Bellator and he was like a black belt for like 15 years and I was like, hey man. Well, if he was in Jamie Pickett's corner, he should have been a little bit louder saying, there's only one second. Don't fucking I know, tap. I know. But it was tight. So I could see if right. you, you, you panic, but also a brown belt, like you should know. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway, I just know. thought it was interesting. You know what's an interesting tidbit of information I do want to share from a technical point though? Uh, Danaher and Gary Tonin have said this. You know how like you get punched in the in the face a lot and you lose your chin and you, you like lose mm-hmm. the ability to take punches in the face and like be able to sustain? That's actually true with getting choked out and being put to sleep the more you get put to sleep the more often it happens Um, so it is like like a lot of people say just go out and yes whatever like these people are not i'm not like them they're fucking for real savages i thought i deleted this what the fuck (laughs) and now i'm gonna leave it no can you at least stop it this (laughs) is not our fucking theme song (laughs) (laughs) okay um yeah, just go on. That's it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All right. Move to number three in our top three. I'm interested to hear what you got to say about this, actually. Okay. So, Islam Makachev is Khabib Nurmagomedov's super, super close friend, train, longtime training partner. They're basically like, what do you call it? Brothers, fake, fake cousins from Dagestan. Mm. So we're going to find out a lot about the lightweight division this weekend. Islam is 21 and one. And he, his only loss was when he got knocked out seven years ago, which I actually think is really good for him in the long run because, you know, he's already Khabib's guy. Yeah. If he had an undefeated record, it would be even more difficult for him to continue with that pressure. You know, like he's got his loss out of the way and now he could just be conti- like continue dominating the way he has been. So he's fighting Bobby Green who has plenty of losses and just fought like seven 17 minutes ago so i think he has an it's like it's an opportunity for both guys but i have to give the edge to islam just because you know bobby green did was in a fight and he he wasn't really training you know so i i just think it's a fucking on paper it's gonna it looks like a really awesome fight i'm excited for it i want to see how islam performs because i want to see is he real deal like He's been dominating in his last few fights, but also not as dominating as Hamzat, which is a whole other. I know, and guy. that's who I always confuse. I know, and we gotta, we gotta. Wait, figure so it will out. Habib be in his corner? Yeah, one hundred percent. Unless there's any, no, like one hundred percent, he would be there unless there's some sort of issue, but I don't think so. Um, but what I do think is kind of fucked up, though, and many people on MMA Twitter are pissed about this already because the MMA Twitter vibe is thinking that uh, Islam, the UFC, is going to let Islam jump Justin Gaethje for the next title fight against Charles Oliveira. If he wins 
this fight. Yeah, in like spectacular fashion, which kind of fucked up because Justin Gaethje, he lost to Khabib in spectacular fashion, but has been saying he's wanted the rematch since Khabib's, or he's wanted the a chance at a title since Khabib's retired because he's basically been like, I should be the champion if it's not Khabib. So it's Charles Oliveira That would now. be a big jump though, no? I, I mean, I, the prevailing uh, fucking notion right now is that it's going to happen. And then Justin Gaethje's already gone on the record. You didn't hear that like a month ago? He's like, we're going to burn this fucking place down if I get jumped for the fucking championship. So it's like already a thing. It's been brewing for a long what time. What place is he going to burn down? I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's what I wanted to know. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. All right, well... A thousand percent rooting for Bobby Green now. Okay, so basically, uh, directly to Andreas and whoever else has ESPN Plus, you have to watch the David Onama knockout from last week because I know that's on ESPN Plus, and you also got to watch Islam Makachev this weekend. Okay, cool. Um, because we did do the old switcheroo this week, I'm doing the rundown. Go for it. All right. Even though he lost, Johnny Walker had a great walkout to Tiesto's business and was using his stripper moves on the officials, which is not something new for Walker. I lost $100 on that fight. (laughs) Ooh, keeping the stripper theme going, former stripper Vanessa Dinopoulos, who just won her first UFC fight a few weeks ago, shares that she thinks that out of all the UFC fighters, Johnny Walker would be the best stripper. I mean, he was a stripper. Duh. Now, keeping with the Johnny Walker theme going, he has been training with Conor McGregor's coach, Coach Kavanaugh, and George sent me this tweet that someone tweeted out, and I thought it was pretty dang funny, and the tweet said, if you take into consideration how bad of a coach John Kavanaugh is, Conor might actually be the greatest fighter ever. That's harsh, man. That was so harsh, and that's why I loved it. Did you see that there was... um uh, like a video of Johnny Walker in, uh, eating pizza in the hotel room with like a girl and, and Kavanaugh. Did you see that? Yeah, and Kavanaugh's holding up a bottle yeah. of Proper 12. They someone's have a big-ass like, pizza. Someone's like, he's a fucking Proper 12 rep first and Johnny Walker's coach second. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I love that they posted that. Who cares? Pizza, man. Yeah, for sure. Anything else, babe? That's it. <laughs> I love that. That's always the thing I always ask you, Dad. That's definitely a thing. That I hate it because there's, keep, yeah, it's, never, it, there's never, never anything else. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Turks and Caicos, our new February go-to destination. And you should go, too, so that we could get sponsored by them and we could all go together. 